Bruno Fernandes, beautiful ball. Marcus Rashford's onto it. And Rashford scores! Old Trafford triumphant again. Marcus Rashford is himself again. What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Coast Coast Podcast. Usually it's me, Carson Jose. Today, it's the one and only Chase Rod. We're hopping on. We're not talking about football. We're not talking about baseball. We're not talking about basketball. We're talking about football. Talk about soccer. Talk about some transfer deadline stuff. Uh, European soccer. It's where it's at. Uh, it's been, I've been on a huge wave recently. So we got an expert in for this episode. Chase, how are we doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing, Neil? We're doing swell. We're doing swell. Getting ready for Miami. Come play. Duke to come play at Miami. But we got soccer to talk about right now. Or we, we, we're saying football or we're saying soccer today? I don't know. Not many European people will probably see this, so we could just say soccer. Uh, we'll just call it soccer then. All right, so obviously huge transfer deadline. Chelsea spending way too much money on uh, a lot of guys that, you know, have talent, but not a lot of guys that are world class, you know, with all the money you spend. And, you know, the new American owner coming in, you know, going going through all these loopholes, eight-year contracts and everything like that to make sure the money's spent, uh, spread out. Um, just what is going on at Chelsea, Chase, and what do you think uh, this team is going to look like? Obviously, they are doing, you know, as well as you'd expect from one of the top teams in the Premier League, currently just one point ahead of Liverpool, uh, one more game played. What do you think Chelsea's going to do going forward? Do you think they have a chance to make a run towards the the top of the table, or is it going to be, you know, a restart this summer for them? Man, it's tough to say because as a, as a, I'm going to call it football. Okay. Uh, as a football fan, um, as a football fan, you've seen this coming for a while at Chelsea. You know, they got rid of their big name, big name in, in Hazard, but then they try to sign guys that they don't, I don't know. They, they just don't do much, you know? And they've been trying and trying and trying to find these guys, but it just hasn't worked out for them. And it's finally catching up to them now where now they have to spend, you know, what what was it? 300 million they spent this transfer window. I think it was. I thought it was more than that, but it was because, I mean, you got almost half that going to Enzo. So, yeah, it's it's some crazy. I and think since the summer till now, it was 600 million, I believe. That's insane. And the reason they can do that is, so the one thing I've seen people are like, why isn't financial fair play coming in to this? But financial fair play is a, is a three-year thing. So it goes on for three years. So basically, they spent all of their money for three years in this one transfer window, mm-hmm. basically. And then all the guys that they've signed, you know, the previous years, they're, you start to see them go. Like, Jorginho, I'm guessing Pulisic is going to be gone, you know. Um, uh, oh, Hakim Ziyech. Ziyech, yeah. Ziyech is probably going to be on. You know, he's rumored to PSG, and then you know, Mendy, Havertz is probably going. All these guys are probably going to be gone, and then yeah, so it's going to be difficult. But the one thing I want to say at Chelsea is that they bought all these players without a director of football. Yeah, like like basically without a GM. <laughs> like it, it's mind boggling how ass backwards that is you want to put in you want the structure of the club to be there 
before you do anything. And then they do go and spend however many hundreds of millions of pounds just to, without a structure. It just, it, it makes no sense. And I think it's going to catch up to them and they're just going to, the, yeah, it's, it's going to be so bad for them. I can't wait. Yeah. I mean, it just, it's just a weird group of guys. I feel like they truly need a nine and I don't think Jao Felix is the guy for them. They got Havertz. It seems like they don't really have a true guy to lead their attack. I mean, is that yeah. kind of what you're getting at as well? Yeah. Yeah. And then another thing to go off of that is that they bought all of these guys who are unproven. Mm-hmm. I mean, the most proven player that we've seen is Enzo Fernandez, mm-hmm. who, who we've only seen him really play for the last six months yeah. when he was at Benfica. Maybe, you know, the first people who ever saw him were at at the world cup yeah and you're buying them off of a off a whim like that for 120 million mm-hmm. and then you buy you know mudrick for what was it 70 million 80 million yeah bro like a guy who has i think he has 10 appearances for the ukraine national team <laughs> yeah bro, i it's oh i it just doesn't make any sense to me like mm-hmm. they're buying they're putting in so much money on unproven talent. Yeah. Like for that much money, you need proven guys who you know are going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. when you spend money on like getting a true nine or, I mean, if you wanted to go after another winger and then spend money mm-hmm. on like a real good, like midfield and then mm-hmm. let the defense sort it out as is they got some other good transfers there, but doesn't make sense to just get a bunch of depth. Like if like you're looking at it in like the terms of like a video game, like they've got like a bunch of ADO Haralds and like no guy that's like a superstar, you know? Yeah. It's just it's weird to see like that. And then when you get that much talent or you bring in that many people, most of those guys aren't gonna play. Mm-hmm. They're gonna be unhappy, then they're gonna want out, they're gonna cause drama at the club. The next thing you know, you're turning around and selling them for 10 million. Yeah. You just lost sixty million on a player to sit on the bench or to do nothing for you. It's just it, yeah. I just don't get it. Yeah, I mean, you, you like you said, you wouldn't get Mudrick, and then you're playing him what either in front of or behind Sterling, like one of the best, you know, Premier League like wingers like in the last decade, which is interesting mm-hmm. to see. And then like he's what you got, uh, wait, what Felix? I guess is competing at striker with what uh, Havertz. I guess. Yeah. They don't, I mean, none of those guys are like real striker builds. No, and that's the one thing about Chelsea is that they don't have a set formation or play style mm-hmm. in yet. It, yeah, they're, they're trying to put the pieces together midway through the season. You can't do that, especially mm-hmm. if you're going to be a top six club like Chelsea, expect them to be. You can't be doing that. You have to have it in line at the beginning of the season. And I know Graham Potter came in, you know halfway through the season, whatever. Yeah, which is but hard. still, he's been he's been put into it, you know, this. Delta so bad. he has to pull it around. Yeah, he has to pull it around. Another thing, he he's not even proven. Their coach isn't even proven. Mm-hmm. Exactly. In fact, the, the manager at Brighton now is doing better than he did at Brighton. Yeah, because so like, look where they are. Exactly. Right, uh, yeah, it's just it's mind-boggling what they're doing at Chelsea. Yeah, so I guess just looking forward, 
like to the end of the season, like, do you think they're going to finish at the similar mid table position? They'll be, I think about eight, eight, okay. eight yeah. or nine, unless somehow they pull their head out of their asses and just go on a insane winning streak. But yeah, it's one of those, eight or nine. one of those young guys that they signed is going to have to do something. That's really what's going to exactly. Do. Like exactly. I, I have my notes. Like Enzo's gonna need to like he need their I think the goal for them is to him to be what Jorginho was, but a younger version of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just interesting to see. I mean, obviously, like when I first started watching uh football, like the glory days when Chelsea was so good with Torres and uh, yeah, all those guys, but it says Fabregas, uh shout out Petr Cech, all those dudes, but you yeah. know, they're trying to get away from I mean what. Ingolo Conte is probably going to not be part of this team anymore, I'd imagine, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's been injured the whole season. He's he's up there in age. He's too unreliable. Yeah, he's he's got to be gone. Yeah, and Mendy, I mean, now he's got replaced by Kepa, so who knows? But uh, we'll move on from there. Uh, obviously, Chelsea, you know, one of the big people that people want to talk about. But out of all the moves, you know, Enzo's the biggest deal, but the biggest deal that we thought we were going to see was Jude Bellingham. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously this guy starting for England, you know, in a stacked midfield position um, at Dortmund. Uh, I think he was at one point in the season, he was one of like the leading uh, like goal contributors. I think he still is up there, but uh, at the end of the day, he didn't get the move that people were expecting to get. I know teams were trying to like lure Joe Billingham to come over and be able to get him. <laughs> kind of like this Giannis Nanasa situation. Uh-huh. Um, what do you think now happens with Jude? You know, obviously that price tag is going to rise. I think regardless of how he plays, because if Enzo's going for that much, Jude's got to be going for that much and more. So, what do you think is going to happen, and where do you think he should he will end up, or where he will best fit? I think, okay, so Jude played his cards perfectly. Like, I think it was last summer. He wanted he wanted to, to, to go out of Dortmund. But at the end, he was like, you know what? I'm going to stay. I'm going to play, you know, one more season for them. I'm going to give them all, blah, blah, blah. And now his price, now that, he, you know, you see Enzo go mm-hmm. for 120 for unproven player, Jude's like, oh, I'm sitting pretty. You know, I'm going to be the most expensive, you know, probably midfielder ever to go for. And so I think it's between three teams. It's between Liverpool, Man City, and Real Madrid. Mm -hmm. And I think the favorites to sign them are Real Madrid. Just because if you look at their squad, they're two, I'd say, best midfielders. Luka Modric and Toni Kroos. Toni Kroos is retiring at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And Luka Modric is 37. Now, Luka Modric is still balling, but he's 37. Yeah, you got to have to. You're going to have a gap. One, maybe two more years left of, like, high-level Modric. So, I think if I'm Real Madrid, I'm putting all my money on Jude Bellingham to save that midfield, to save that aging squad. Because if you look, like, their squad is old. Yeah, you got Benzema, 35. Who are they going to sign for their striker to replace Benzema? You know, it's not going to be Mariano. The dude hasn't – he just doesn't play. He's not good enough. You know, Hazard, he's <laughs> – Hazard is so bad now. But <laughs> I just – yeah. It, yeah. I think 
if I'm Real Madrid, I'm putting in all my money on him. Now, there is a scenario where he goes to Man City and Man City, you know, sells off Gundogan and then maybe another forward to bring in that 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 money for Jude. And I think that would be a really good fit for him with Pep. He'd be, you know, De Bruyne on one side, Jude on the left, Rodri at the end. That's nasty. Crazy, crazy. Now, if he wanted to go to where one where I think he would flourish a lot, that would be City. Mm-hmm. I think you got you got Liverpool, who their their midfield just is diabolical right now. Yeah, diabolical. They need so much help. Mm-hmm. Now, I and I just I think you need more than than Jude. Mm-hmm. You need someone else other than Jude. I mean. Jude would help tons for their midfield, but you need another one alongside him, maybe two more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if I was him, I think Real Madrid or Man City. But I think Real Madrid are the fairies right now. Yeah, I mean, I think with Liverpool, the situation, like you said, it's like if he goes in there, he makes it better, but it's not a situation he'd probably want to play. Like if he's going to want to play with the in the best midfield, it's going to be Man City. But I think if he wants to play on the best team, and, you know, be able to re, I mean, turn back and build the dynasty that they used to be, it would be Real. Because, I mean, Liverpool, like, they don't really have a lot of young guys that are in the, you know, same, uh, you know, timeline as Jude. I guess what, you got Nunez and Diaz. I mean, Trent's got to turn shit around. But uh, yeah. City, you have, imagine a core of Foden, Holland, and Bellingham going forward. Like, that's insane. And that he'd be able to have the time to play with uh, KDB uh, and then also, you know, take the reins from him eventually. Like, that would be crazy. But Mm -hmm. I think Real, like, they're going to need to make a push because if the season, you know, if history repeats itself into how it is with the mid-table positions in La Liga, Barcelona's going to win the league and have to compete with their midfield, which is going to be one of the world – it's world-class, their midfield, with Gavi and Pedri – um, and you know, whoever that ends up being the Sergio Busquets replacement, um, whether that be Kessie or someone else, uh, no, yeah, they're definitely going to need a, that. Real probably needs him more, but I think he might want Man City more. I, I mean, literally, yeah. said, so no, you said it perfectly, yeah. And so, what's the price tag? What do you think he goes? Uh, At, now that with Enzo going for 120. It's got to be 140, 150. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's that, just... that just totally reset the market. Exactly. Totally reset the market. Yeah, it, it's mind-boggling, but yeah. It's crazy. And then who will be – just side question, who's going to be the next Dortmund star to leave after him? Oh, Dortmund star to leave. Probably – let me see. Um I mean, I know he just re-upped his contract, but like Mukuko, I think, uh, how you pronounce his name, like yeah, uh, eventually he's gonna be the one to move on. He's literally younger than us. That's crazy. That's that's scary. Yeah. And he Did played, he like just turn eighteen too? Yeah, and he played in the World Cup. Yeah, that's insane. Probably, probably him. I'm trying to think of who who their their wingers are. A Kareem uh, Adeyemi. Nah, he he's gonna need a couple more years. Yeah. Do you think Reyna? I mean, Reyna's been good since the World Cup. 
Like, do you think he's gonna he move into Leeds? He moving to Leeds? I was I was just thinking. I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Leeds went in for him. But they already. Got Aaron. I would not be surprised. But he's probably he's more talented than Aronson though. So yeah, you put put Rain on the right, Aronson through the middle. Uh, McKinney who's on the left. Oh yeah, McKenney oh, and Adams. Rodrigo, right, or is that their striker? Rodrigo would either play striker. Um, and then on the left wing, you probably have that Yonkto, the mm. small Italian yes. winger. He's really good. But yeah, he's only like 5'5 five, five or something like that. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, June, he's definitely going for a bag. I, I think, do you think there's any way he stays? Uh, no. Okay. In the greens as well. But, uh, Moving on, I mean, actually, yeah, we kind of touched on Liverpool, but as we were mentioning, you know, they need Jude. But there's more than just a guy like Jude that they need. Uh, what do you think Liverpool would have to do uh, in order to, you know, bring themselves back? I mean, this was a Champions League winning team, you know, Premier League winning team, and they are far from that this season. Uh, what's What do you change? You know, Klopp, I think, has this history. I forgot, like, what it is, but it's like, like he has those these seasons with his teams where he just does horrendously. Whether it's we're the, Dortmund, is what's the what's, seven year curse? Yeah, the seven year curse. Yeah, now it's the seven year curse here in Liverpool. Uh, is he going to make it to the? I mean, will the eighth year like turn around, or is he going to make it to the eighth year? Uh, what's your thoughts? He'll make it to the eighth year. Um, they just need a totally revamped midfield. Midfield, and then they also need to get their attackers healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, um, who was, yeah, it was, you know, you have D- Diaz, who's been injured most of the year. Uh-huh. Diogo Jota, who's also been injured. You know, <laughs> those are two of their best players from last year uh-huh. injured this year. So it, it injuries don't help, but the also age. their squad is, what was that? The age doesn't help either. The age does not help. These, they need, yeah. Like, you have Tiago, 31 and 32. He's only 31? I'm sorry, Jordan. Tiago's only 31, but he plays like he's 37. <laughs> you got Jordan Henderson, who's 32, might as well be 37. And you got James Milner, who's 37. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just these guys, they just need to totally revamp midfield. Like, you think LeBron has to go play there? I mean, you know, the greatest Liverpool fan of all time. <laughs> I put him at center back. He's he's good pass for a go play there. <laughs> Some big headers. Yeah, and, and then you got like Nappy Keita, who they bought for I think it was like sixty million. He just hasn't worked out. Like they just yeah, they need to get their transfers in check, and that aging squad slash midfield. They just. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think a good signing for them would be McAllister. Yeah, Brighton. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that's that'd be good. Top and then like, yeah, and then like one or two other other center mids, but they need some serious help and some youth. Yeah, exactly. And Trent's got to figure himself out. I mean, do you think a position change could be in you know in the ring for him? No, I just think this this season they've. Because Liverpool have – they've not played the way they've played for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. The last couple of years they've been, we're going to press you until we win the ball, and then once we win the ball, we're going to possess. Like, 
they would go balls to the wall, press, press, press. And that would hurt them sometimes. But sometimes they would they would win the ball. They'd swing it out to Trent because, you know, the other team would be counterattacking, whatever. They'd swing it out to Trent. He'd put it across. It'd be almost like a guaranteed goal, mm-hmm. like it seemed. But they've just – they've been – the word that I've used for them is they've been passive this season. Mm-hmm. They just don't look like they have the bite, the hunger that they had in previous seasons. And I don't know if that's Klopp not motivating his team or if the team is just – they've just been fed up or I don't know. But something needs to happen. Yeah, I mean, they literally just lost today 3-0 to Wolves. I mean, it's conceding an own goal as well on top of that. That's just not a good sight. Now, they got to fix – I mean, if they they lose to Everton, we're going to have a lot of problems. But, I mean, they definitely need to show it against Newcastle, you know, a top – a Champions League contender at this point. Mm-hmm. If they, they just need no continue go on, go on. Oh, they just sorry. need one bounce back win mm-hmm. and i think they'd be like okay like we're like lads we can do this like we just have to focus really hard but they need that one bounce back win and that'd probably be against like a top six club top seven yeah. but they they need it bad they need it bad. And then, like, not like a 1-0, like a 1-0 win. Like, they need, like, a 3-0, like, 3-1, mm-hmm. like, solid victory. Um, a, convin- a convincing, dominant win. Exactly. Um, another question to ask, uh, I was, we were just talking about Newcastle briefly. How does their team change with them making the Champions League, like, when players wanting to come play for them? Because I feel like you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have, you know, a track record or like at least be looking in the right direction, people aren't going to want to play with you. How dangerous can Newcastle become, you know, if they make the qualify for the Champions League, you know, having a summer transfer window, like what do you think can happen with them? They can be really dangerous. I mean, you've seen the way they've played. And, you know, they brought, I mean, what are they? They're fourth, right? I think they're fourth. They're a couple head, a couple points ahead of, Tottenham, a couple points behind United, but just then they haven't had that a, like true transfer window where they, you know, we're going all in on the squad. Like you know, over the let me look at their transfers, but they've had um, a team with one loss, which is great. I mean, they've had a lot of damn draws, but still, mm-hmm. uh, one loss is very impressive. And I mean, the only notable team they brought in over January is Anthony Gordon. Yeah, where he did day. look, he did look lively today. Mm-hmm. I will give him that. But they need, they need a creative midfielder. Like they don't like looking at their squad today. They have workhorses in the midfield. Mm-hmm. They don't have like they need, they need a creative midfielder. Like I, I think Madison. I think James Madison would be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Stick him. Attacking mid slash center mid. And, you know, you feed him balls. He, he has the ability to, you know, turn, create, whip a ball into the box or take a long shot or whatever. But it seems like everything he does leads to a goal. Mm-hmm. And I think he would just be perfect for them because they, you know, they have Joel Ellington and Joe Willock, mm-hmm. who are fine midfielders, I guess. You know, Joe Willock, there's a reason Arsenal sold him. <laughs> and Joel Intent, there's a reason he's not number nine. Mm-hmm. Like they bought him for. He's a makeshift center mid. Does he do the dirty work? Yes. Are they good going forward? Not really. 
Mm-hmm. So they just need a creative attacking midfielder, which I think Madison would be perfect for. Because they they got a damn good striker. Shout out shout out my Swedish man Isaac and uh, mm-hmm. they're right back Trippier. I mean he's he's class at this point. So uh, just need to keep moving on from there. And I mean I, like I was telling you earlier before we filmed, uh, apparently Ferdinand Mendy they threw a bag at uh, did not get him yet, but that would be a huge addition. Um, they might be able to they might kick Spurs out of that top six in the Prem. You know, like the, those top six teams. Yeah. Who knows with Tottenham at this point. <laughs> Their yeah. shelf is as yeah. empty as it can be. Um, so moving on from that, uh, moving out of the Prem, uh, let's talk about PSG uh, facing up against Bayern in the first in a, uh, round of 16 of the Champions League without Kylian Mbappe. Obviously, you know, thinking, oh, they got Messi and Neymar. Those guys have not been the way uh, that they were, you know, before the World Cup. And Messi hasn't been playing like he was during the World Cup. Um, you know, you got a team that's got lacking depth at the center back position. Sure, you got you know class fullbacks, um, but I don't know if this team can survive against Bayern without Mbappe. I mean, that guy can like you saw in the World Cup that dude can single handedly change a game. He he changed Arsenal. I mean, Argentina were surefire winners of that game uh, until Mbappe came around and scored a hat trick. But uh, obviously Argentina won. But still, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think? PSG is going to have another failed Champions League run? And if so, how does that affect them, you know, going into the tra- the summer window? And, uh, you know, a failed experiment out there if they don't, because this is a team that, you know, isn't completely dominant in League One like they should be. You know, they haven't won, you know, with all the talent they've had, they haven't won, you know, as many titles as they should. And this is a team that still hasn't won a Champions League and has seen absurd talent come through that team. Yeah. Exactly. They have they have the talent. I just don't know if they can put it on the paper. Mm-hmm. Like on, you know, get results or whatever. But with Messi and Neymar, you always have a high, high chance of winning. Oh, but yeah. to me, it all, it all comes down to their defense. You know, you look at their defense. Sergio Ramos, not that good this year. Kimpembe, decent. Marquinhos is their best, their best defender. Yeah. And he really has to carry that defense. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't know. Like, I'm guessing they go, so they go Neymar left, Messi right. And then they go, I think his name is Ekatike. He's, he's a young, young striker. But he's been playing decently this season. You know, uh, 14 appearances, three goals, four on assists. Long. Yeah. yeah, on loan. Um, but I think they have a... a, a good chance at Bayern because Bayern has been dropping points in the Bundesliga. Mm-hmm. Like they haven't been dominant either. Not even to have that. Yeah. Yeah. Not even close, but yeah, I just, I don't know. Like PSG to me, this is what happened. Like, you know, a couple of years ago with, um, Oh my gosh. Who was there? Who was their manager? Old Spurs manager. Hmm. Hold up, I pull it up. Uh, oh my gosh. Oh, Thomas, uh, or you're talking about Thomas Tuchel or oh, Unai Emery? Tuchel, Unai Emery, and then who was the one after that? He's Argentinian. Oh my gosh. Oh, uh, Pochettino? Pochettino, yeah. With all those guys, they had all the talent in the world. 
that talent doesn't work. Mm-hmm. It can't like they don't they don't work for the team. They're not willing to sacrifice. Yeah, like you watch Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe on defense. They just walk. They walk, leaving their midfield and defense out to dry. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't think that with the three of them, they can win the Champions League. But without Mbappe, you get like a TK who can work. You know, he's a pretty big workhorse. He can drop in the midfield and help them out. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I don't know. I just think Bayern have had better form than PSG. And I think Bayern wins it. It's just insane. It's going to be, it's gonna be tough. To think about the guys that have played at PSG. Ronaldinho, Ibrahimovic, Cavani. I mean, obviously Neymar, you know, Mbappe, Messi. Uh, it's just a crazy group of people that have played there. And they, what, they have no Champions League, correct? Yeah. They have nothing, to show, nothing to show for. That's just, that's just embarrassing. And I mean, mm-hmm. it's surprising to me that Mbappe even re-signed. I mean, I feel like, you know, if, if he cares about his legacy, people aren't going to dock him if he never goes and plays in a more competitive league. Because like people can say like that's like the argument between Messi and Ronaldo. They're like Ronaldo went, you know, into the Serie A and he led him to the top. He went to he played in Manchester and he led them to the top. But yeah, you know, they say oh Messi only played in La Liga, but he was playing against one of the best players of all time himself uh, in Ronaldo. So, but like who's Mbappe competing against in League One? No one. He's competing against himself. That's what he is then. Exactly. So. Yeah, if so, yeah, what happens if Bayern beats them? What do you think they where do they have to go with this? Do you think they're just going to sack another manager? I mean, their manager, he's been they've been playing better than than previous years, so I think he's on the right direction. It's just with an aging Messi, I don't know how much longer he's he wants to be there. You know, Neymar's getting up there, mm-hmm. I don't know how much he wants to be there too. He might want something else. You know, you look at all the way down the line, you think, does this guy really want to be here? Like Ramos. Sergio Ramos is 36. Does he really want to be at PSG? You know, I don't know. But, yeah, I don't think they they would sack another manager, but they have to try something different. Is there a name that you think that they could go after that would, like, make sense? Mm. It's got to be in defense or midfield. Probably defense first and foremost. It has to be defense, I think. Like you Gavardiol, get... Gavardiola, Gavardiol. Yeah, Gavardiol, left center back. Mm. You get Marquinhos, central center back, and then you get Men- you get uh, Hakimi, Skriniar at yeah. who they who they're going to sign over the summer at right. right center back. Then you play Men- Numenge and uh, Hakimi on the right. I think that's a good. Better, better defense than they have now. Mm-hmm. But we'll see if it equates to anything. But, yeah. Well, yeah, I feel like they could definitely be in trouble, though. Because, like, like, what's the point of staying at, like, if all you're saying, like, we got one more year? Because, like, if Mbappe wasn't there, like, I'm not trying to, like, diss him. Like, this team isn't that crazy, though. Like, if Mbappe's mm-hmm. not there, like, it's really just, like, an aging Neymar and Messi, like, playing on the wings. Which, yeah, both those guys were class to start the season. And, I mean – Messi, Messi's accomplished all he's need to at this point. I mean, like, what is there more for him to do? I mean, like, same with Ronaldo. Like, he's shown the world what he can do. That's why he's out there on the SAR playing, making million, making 
tons of money. But mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I mean, I would here in Miami, they all wanted to see him come down here because that's box office. You know, he he yeah. would be able to get like the Beckham kind of money when he came over. Obviously mm-hmm. not his prime, but still. So interesting. Yeah. Um, moving on, uh, we talked about Real Madrid. Uh, do you th- so a little bit more in depth about that. What do you think they need to do? You know, obviously Jude's a name that they should 100% uh, throw their name in the bag for, but who else should they be going after or position-wise to keep this team, you know, the level that they've been, you know, the Champions League, you know, gods of the, de- the last couple of decades? They need they need a new striker. Mm-hmm. And, well, not a new striker, but one to sit behind just... Benz- Benzema until he, he leaves or retires. Because, I mean, he's 35. And sure, he did, you know, just win the Ballon d'Or. But at 35, Real Madrid's got to be thinking, like, we need a backup plan if things go south. We need a backup plan. And I think, you know, one of them could be Dusan Glahovic from Juve. Mm-hmm. One could be Oshiman from Napoli. And then, yeah, I don't – do you have any names you want to throw out? I know Kane's always been rumored there, but I don't think – it would be hard for him to sit behind him. Like that, like yeah, he's too old to want to do that. Um, yeah, because like they, like we talked about this before. Like their wingers are set. Like mm-hmm. Rodrigo and Vin- Vinicius Junior. Like Vinicius, like, he's gonna be the next Brazilian Neymar. I mean, oh, no shit, of course. <laughs> he's gonna be the next top winger for Brazil. Um, and then, like we said, are they gonna go? I mean, they don't really need to go after Gavardiol. I know he was rumored there, but I feel like they got a really strong. Uh, two center backs. Uh, their but, defense right now is their best. Their best mm-hmm. part of their team for me. Yeah, and but, yeah. we also talked about. You think Davies? I know now they got Cancelo out there. You know the best probably fullback duo. Uh, you know in all of Europe. Do you think they still make a? Do you think they have a chance of making a play for him? I don't know. Just it'd be up to. Bayern to see if they want to keep Cancelo because it's just a loan for now. But if they if they decide to keep Cancelo, yeah, if they decide to keep Cancelo, I think if I was Davies, I'd want to maybe you know just look at my options, see what see what comes in Mm -hmm. because he he doesn't have to make a move. Mm -hmm. Like he's perfectly fine where he is. It's just that if Bayern is willing to, and who are the buyers going to be? You know essentially but because but do you think pep like just says like f it like i'll give you my guy you can meet and then i want to buy davies off you would that make sense with his like philosophy they've done it before with <laughs> with jao cancelo they so juve had jao cancelo and man city had danilo and they basically did a swap where you know juve got danilo uh city got uh, Jacques Cancelo, but then City had to pay, you know, an extra fee, blah, blah, blah. I think we could see some similar to that. It's just, I don't know if if Davies would fit the criteria that Pep wants, because what Pep wants is he basically wants a midfielder at left back. Mm-hmm. Because with his left backs, they're inverted. They go into the midfield, numbers up, get numbers up in the midfield, play from there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Davies has the touch for that, or he's more he's more of a true winger left back who just flies up and down, up and down, up and down. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if Pep would want that. 
we'll see. Yeah, definitely, definitely interesting to see. Um, and then you just mentioned Juve. I mean, this is a team that has a crisis right now. There, I mean, apparently there's a rumor that it might even drop 20 more points for uh, I think financial misplayer, however you say that, which would put them in relegation to Serie Serie B, which ruins the team if that happens. So, what do you think Juventus got to do? Because we talked about this. This team's old as hell. Like, and you got Pogba, who I laughed. I didn't know he was 29. I, I thought this dude's like 34. Because, like, that's how long like, he's been around. I mean, when did he win, like, uh, like the best uh, – what's it called? The Golden – he won Golden Boy, right? Like, super long time ago? I, that, I think it was, like, his first year at Juve. Yeah, <laughs> it was way back. So, yeah, so what do you think – what's going to happen now – with, I mean, obviously, you've seen him play on your team before. Um, do you think they just got to get rid of him? You know, a locker room cancer, I guess. Yeah, it's just Pogba is a weird player because he need he needs freedom, but not many teams are willing, not many high-level teams are willing to give him the freedom that he needs to flourish. Mm-hmm. Like, with... Um, with you know his most successful has over the past couple of years has been with France mm-hmm. where he has N'Golo Kante at you know as, as the true seat like DM to just clean up everything whereas Pogba can attack go out on the wing you know do whatever he needs to do and Kante will just sit there and do the dirty work mm-hmm. that needs to be done but most managers don't they don't want a you know, a free-flowing guy in the midfield who just does what he wants. They need structure. They need, you know, people say like, oh, but KDB, you know, KDB is kind of like that. But there's a structure to it that Pep wants and expects from, from you know, De Bruyne. And he performs that. That's why he's so there's, different le- there's different levels to those guys. Exactly, yeah. exactly, yeah. But, and I don't think Juve is in the position, you know, they're fighting an upward battle where they can just let him free roam and do whatever he wants. Like they need structure. They need guys who just work hard and that, and you look at the squad. I mean, Benucci 35, Quadrado 34, Di Maria, Danilo 30. 31. Yeah. Di Maria 34, Alexandro 32, like it's an aging squad. Mm-hmm. And the, and the young players that they do have, I mean, they're not, they're not that good yet. Mm-hmm. that's why you see all the old guys still starting but they need to bring in I don't know and if they do get relegated that yeah I don't know if they'll even be a club in 10 years but no yeah 100% I mean like Vlahovic is gone she's I mean like literally that, that team's got a clean house if that happens which mm-hmm. I mean obviously the top guy you know one of the best nines in the world Vlahovic where do you think he would go or, I mean, who knows if he even stays, you know, regardless of what happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't I think maybe, I know Arsenal, you said Arsenal were in for him. That could be a good fit, but I don't know with, with Jesus, him, and Ketia, and now Balogun balling out in the league gun. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know. I just, I don't know about Vlahovic. Like, when I watch him, I think he's all over the place. Like, it just... I don't know how to explain it in words, but like the way when I watch him, it frustrates me because he's a big guy, 
Like he's six three, mm-hmm. but he he doesn't play big. Like mm-hmm. he wants to play like a little, like a forward who who wants the ball to feet and dribbles <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. But what he needs to be is a Lukaku, where he just gets on the center back's you know shoulder and just beats him to the front post, back post, or whatever, and just becomes a like a ball magnet in the box. Mm-hmm. But yeah, maybe United go for him because we need a nine. But I, I think there's I, a different guy in the Serie A that you want to go for, though. Yeah, what, we're, we're, we're transitioning to that point. Let's talk about Osman. Osman, what a Top baller. player in Liga this year. What a baller. Yeah. I mean, he's now the price tag is going to be big for him. What do you think he big. goes at? I know they rejected, I think they rejected like an 80 million pound one over the summer. Mm-hmm. So I think now it's closer to 100. Yeah. Mil, but yeah. And do you think Man used the place for him to land? Manu or maybe maybe uh, Madrid. I think you know, sit one year behind Benzema or plays off of him or whatever you want to do. But I think that'd be good. But I think right now United is the the number one place he should go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's just rapid fire off some names. Uh, I guess we'll just give our opinions on it. Obviously, Jude. I think it's it's Real or it's uh, Man City. At least mm-hmm. makes the most sense. I mean, yeah, Liverpool needs them more, but those two teams would make him thrive the most. Yeah. Um, Moises Casado. I mean, we talked about this. Hadn't moved to Arsenal, which failed. Uh, do you think that he just goes back there? I think so. Either that, I know Chelsea were in for him, but now that they got Enzo, they can't spend anybody. They're, they're out. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Arsenal. Arsenal is probably the best place for him. Or I think I, I saw a rumor that United was in for him. Him, him, and Casemiro as our two kind of DMs. Casemiro is disgusting this year, bro. So good. I'm, I'm surprised. What he went for fifty. I think it was 50 or 60, yeah. And he's the best center defensive mid in the world. Yeah, so. Such a baller. Such a baller. I Change mean, season. bro, if we don't have him, we have to play McTominay or Fred at the DM. <laughs> we're going to be closer to Chelsea. Like, wow, it's it's so bad. But mm-hmm. he's just, I love him. Rafael Leal. I mean, the Portuguese guy, people were saying. <laughs> Jack Grealish plus fees for him. <laughs> that would be that's where, but that's where my mind went to on on where he should go, City, or <laughs> you say it again. But Chelsea's in for everyone. But Chelsea over the summer, I know we're in for him, and things didn't work out. But could you see Castle going after him? I don't. I don't know if, if Newcastle – the thing with Newcastle is they're a relatively new club to the big six. Yeah. Like, this is their first year of, like, being good in, what, 20 years? Mm-hmm. 20-plus years probably, back when Alan Shearer was their number one guy. But they need – I don't – I think they need one more season after this one to where guys are like, yeah, I want to go there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I think it, this this whole project that Newcastle are doing is still, it's up in the air. P- 
people don't really know if you know the owners are serious blah 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 but i think one more year where they do you know they get top four i think i think that's when guys are starting to go go to them awesome all right so uh kane we got to throw his name in there i mean He's like the Bradley Beal, where like he's always up, <laughs> he's always up uh, in the the trend rumors. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, he's a wasted talent at this point. Like where yeah. he's playing, like he should be playing on a team like Manu, like like or like Chelsea. You know, like being like that true nine for a team because he's one of the best talents the Prem's seen. And you know, it's he's gonna be down go down as a what if unless something happens this summer. Um, mm-hmm. the world you know you're playing football manager like what team do you want him to go to what team <laughs> now listen this would never work out because they're the biggest rivals of each other but him and that arsenal team they'd be so scary mm-hmm. they'd be they'd be really scary but i think he would work well at united just being a big big target man who also can drop into the midfield and let Rashford and uh, Anthony or whoever run in behind, maybe Sancho. Mm-hmm. That'd be, that'd be good. Um, you know, city, they signed Holland, so that wouldn't work out. Um, and then Real Madrid, he wouldn't, he wouldn't want to sit under Benzema or do like, you know, 50, 50 with Benzema. He's you in a difficult situation. For Lewandowski, in my opinion. I mean, because, like, you're always looking, like, in, like also, you got, like, the top leagues. But, like, he's not going to go to Syria. Like, what's the point of that, you know? Like, yeah. that's just a downgrading competition. I mean, everything's a downgrading competition, obviously, from the Prem. But, like, mm-hmm. you, you want to go to, like, a Bundesliga. League one, if – I mean, there's no reason for him to go there. Um, you know, it would make – like, I, I think Bayern would be perfect for him. That team would be filthy, you know? Yeah. The top mm-hmm. on the wings, you know, the defense – and have, you know, a guy that can put up Lewandowski numbers because that's what he is, you know. I, I think that team would that team would easily win a cha- uh, Champions League with him. Yeah. No, you hit it right on the head. Him, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, him and that Byron team would just be Lewandowski 2.0. Now, listen, he's not as agile as Lewandowski, but the dude scores goals. And that's what you really want from your nine. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he would work. Yeah. He would work well uh Gavardiol Gavardiol uh, yeah Gavardiol mm-hmm. where do you think he goes it's tough man I think PSG would be a great fit for him mm. and they had the money to do so um again Chelsea ran on him <laughs> but he wouldn't go to Chelsea <clears throat> um I don't know who would be good honestly I could see Tottenham going in for him Mm-hmm. They could need they need, they need that center back. Yeah, they need a left-footed center back. They need defenders, really. But he'd be he'd be really good for him. I just don't know if they pay the fee that he'd be asking, or not that he'd be asking, but that Leipzig could be asking. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't see him going to uh, Madrid. Their defense is solid. I mean, I guess going back to it, do you think that he could be like the first domino and effective like real transfers for Newcastle? Ooh. Because like he's not world class. I mean, like he played like in the World Cup, but like he's like he needs like probably a season or two like to really solidify himself as like one of those top guys, regardless of what his value is. But like 
he's a guy where it's not too far fetched to say that he could end up there. Yeah, it's just that Newcastle over the summer they signed uh, Sven Botman, who's also a left footed center back, who has been class this season. Mm-hmm. He has been so good this season. So I don't think they'd be ready to. I don't think they would play two left footed center backs. But crazier things have happened. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe they're going for him. But yeah. Um, Madison, we, we just talked about it. We think uh, Liverpool would be a good option for him. Um, any other teams that come to mind? Real Newcastle. What'd you say? Wait, Madison, James Madison? Yeah, James Madison. Yeah, Newcastle. Go to Newcastle. It'll be better for a career. Go to Newcastle. It'll help them out of time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess the last, the last midfielder on this list, McAllister. Huge value increase, like a lot of those guys on uh, Argentina after the World Cup win. Mm-hmm. Where can you see him going? Another to Liverpool, great midfielder. Yeah, go. He can go to Liverpool. He can go to. I can see him at Spurs, maybe. Mm-hmm. Mm, probably not City. Any league maybe outside not. Prem? I I can, I can see PSG going there for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's. Like make Messi happy or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. But that's that's about it. Maybe. Oh, I don't know if he would go there, but Atletico Madrid. Mm. Him and him and his Argentinian teammate DePaul in the midfield. Nasty. That could be solid. That could be solid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're they're always left. I mean, who do they have right now playing up at front up front without Ja? I mean, Ja. Uh, they signed. They signed Memphis to pie. Oh yeah, for like two million. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for nothing basically. Yeah. Um, I guess before we end it off, what? How do you think Man U is going to do the rest of the season? Obviously, you got one of the most informed players, a guy who dominated the World Club and Marcus Rashford. Um, you know, you got question marks at the strike position. Um, you got some. You got Anthony, a guy that probably needs to still prove himself out there. You know, besides doing fucking dribble moves. <laughs> Uh, what what what's going on? I mean, you got and you got a world class, um, you know, defensive mid, uh, and De Gea, who's you know he's going to be on his last legs in a couple in you know due time. So go off. Yeah, I mean, going into the season, I wasn't, I was not looking forward to it. I knew we were going to be not bad, but I knew it was going to be down here for us. You know, new manager coming in, you know, not that many signings coming in. I mean, we had Anthony, who is electric, but we already have wingers kind of like him. And I was really hoping, I was like, we need a defensive midfielder. We need one. We need one. And we got Casemiro. I was like, okay. So I'm starting to heat up. And then, you know, Ten Hag, the manager, started getting more time, more time, more time. You know, guys started to play well, understand the system. And we've just been playing so much better. Like, <laughs> if you remember our first, what, three or four games, mm-hmm. we were diabolical. Oh. I think we were last. We were 20. Everyone was like, is this team getting relegated? Like, that was like, people were, I mean, blasphemy, but like, that was talked about. Yeah, we were last in the Premier League. And, but, and I was like, okay, maybe not this bad is what I was expecting, but we turned it around, which is really great. And, I'm excited. 
I think we're we're gonna finish third probably comfortably. Mm-hmm. But it all comes down to injuries. I mean, if um, Rashford can stay fit, if Casemiro can stay fit, our backline can stay fit, I think we have a really good shot at getting third. I think third is ours to take. So yeah, yeah. And I mean, just talking about my boys at Barcelona, I couldn't be more happier this season. I mean, Lewandowski has been playing, you know, up to the level of the status he is. You know, we had the best midfield in the world. I, I think there's nothing about that. You know, I'm so happy Frankie DeJong did not go to Man U. That guy's filthy. Um, Come in the summer, please. He is one of the best midfielders in the world as well. Uh, you know, Pedri continuing to do well. Gavi's been so-so. Um, but it sucks to say Usman Dembele go down. He's been absolute dog this year. Um you know, but we still got, and we've had a lot of injuries. I mean, I know, uh, at least in the center back position, I believe Arroyo was out for a decent bit. Uh, so we had, um, I know Kunde moved out to right back, which, you know, Chelsea, Chelsea fans ain't going to like how we got him anyway. But uh, I think the only thing that we may need is someone to have in the wings for Lewandowski because, mm-hmm. like, he is sure he's got 23 goals in competitions this year, which is insane. But like the has gone, uh, like we truly don't have another guy behind him that like, I think we could put our faith into. So like, obviously we sold him bombing. Thank goodness. The guy's just, <laughs> but I like the young talent we got, you know, Balde, Aussie's going to be a great uh, fullback for us uh, in the future. Um, uh, Enzo Fati's just got to figure some stuff out because he comes in and gets those go- goals when he gets subbed in, but like he needs to be a consistent guy for us. You know, him and Rafinha up top would, you know, they need to develop, but I don't know. It, it's looking a lot better for us, in my opinion, than it is for Real Madrid at this point because yeah. our young midfielders are miles ahead of their young midfielders. Should Gavi have won the Golden Boy? Probably not. Actually, not probably not. He definitely did not deserve the Golden Boy, but. <laughs> Like he's he's still like respectable in his own right, you know. It should have been Jude yeah. or Musiala, but uh, I'm excited to see. I mean, honestly, we got a matchup. I think February 13th we're playing against each other in the first in the yeah. oh yeah the Europa League yeah mm-hmm. that'll yeah. be that'll be a good game. That's really good game. Watch. So we'll see how that goes. A little banter there, but uh, maybe Marcus Rashford's gonna you know destroy a uh, new hairline himself. We'll see. Exactly. Everyone's stealing the Marcus Rashford celebration now. He, he's he's starting a new wave, like when Melo was doing the three to the head dome. So. Yeah. Um, but now that'll be a good game. And uh, yeah, we will see. But until next time, I guess, maybe we got to come at this, uh, you know, looking at the Champions League preview. Um, yeah. Maybe bring Jose on. I know he likes to talk some talk every once in a while. And definitely this summer, we're going to have to revisit this because. Oh, yeah. Who knows where these guys that we talked about will be on the move or names that we didn't even know about. Exactly. Uh, come around. So uh, it's been a pleasure. And as always, Cusco's Podcast, signing out. Peace. <laughs>